Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach and trainer, Michael Lafito. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place, whether you be a team leader, a broker owner, a individual agent, you might even be a newer agent or even a veteran agent. I promise there's gonna be something for everybody on our podcast. We like bringing in experts, from different niches, different fields, and today's no different. Before I bring on today's guest, just a reminder, if you have any questions about this episode or a previous episode, shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup. We are expanding. We just got our course approved in Florida for continuing education, so we're approved in Texas, Georgia, and Florida. We're going to get approved in Illinois and a few others before the end of the year. So if you have any desire to maybe be a CE instructor, continuing education instructor, or you might want to grow your organization and join our organization potentially, shoot me a note. And with that being said, let's get right into today. If you are getting value from these, please though, leave us a review. Just like you, if you do a great job for a buyer or seller, you got to sometimes ask for that endorsement. They won't just do it automatically. Uh, so if you wouldn't mind doing that for us on uh, iTunes or Spotify, Stitcher, one of those platforms, uh, we'd greatly appreciate it. You know, branding is a big part of whether you sell average price properties or in this case, we are talking about all things luxury, high-end luxury, whether it be working with buyers, sellers, or both. But social media is huge in today's world. Actually, I have a property that I just put under contract Next month will be six years I've had this listing. It was Architectural Digest, most beautiful home for sale in Illinois, according to Architectural Digest. It was a backdrop for the TV show Empire. And we just released a podcast recently, check it out, on how I got that listing, how I retained and kept that client for six years, and how we got it sold. But I'll share with you how I got the listing was through Facebook. I got it through Facebook through somebody that I went to high school with. She's the owner's niece. And she saw some of the things that we were consistently posting, some of our cool marketing, some of the unique videos on our lifestyle videos. And she knew that her aunt and uncle were frustrated with the results they were getting. So she passed along my information. So what better segue uh, today than uh, bring on my guest, Tessa Bella, uh, who is, I saw her, her and I both presented at a lab code agent event a couple of years back in San Diego and Coronado Island. And, um, I was impressed with her content and I've been trying to get her on for some time and she's been doing some amazing things. So I'm honored to have you on. So welcome. Thank you so much for having me. It is awesome to be here. And I think that event was such a great place to bring people together that we're bringing a lot of different values. So I'm excited that we can kind of get back into it and start talking about other ways that, that we can really help agents grow. And uh, Tessa Bella, and it's Jelton, right? Yes. And uh, real quick, I'm going to ask you later too, but uh, what, what's the, the website or best place people can find information about you? 
Yeah, honestly, the best place to connect with me is on Instagram. That's where I spend the most of my time. That's where I practice what I preach. Uh, So if anyone hearing this finds me on Instagram, it's Tessa Bella. You can shoot me a message and let me know you came from this podcast. And it's always me on there. That's another thing is I'll outsource everything else. But that's the one piece that I'm super dedicated to keeping organic. And you're always going to be talking to me. Uh, That's great to know. So we're talking uh, social media and of course your your forte is is Instagram and of course real estate is a visual business right I mean we are in a show and tell industry I tell people we're basically in a dating app industry where people are swiping left or right on the properties that we represent so it's our job to position them most effectively uh, so I guess let's start with some basics um, if if I know for me if I'm going to look at a business a restaurant. I'm going to do some due diligence and it's a safe assumption that the consumer is going to do some due diligence on the interview. They, the the agent, they interview, whether it be buying a home or selling a home. Is that safe to say? Absolutely. It's like your, I love the comparison of a dating profile because it is your first impression. As soon as they do some of that searching around and see what you have or don't have on online, it tells a huge tale right there. Mm -hmm. So I'm, fairly big on LinkedIn. And I think it's important for high net worth individuals with, when it comes to luxury. But my one of the things I always tell real estate agents is using LinkedIn as an, exa- as an example. Even if you're not big into LinkedIn, maybe your potential client is. And to them, that's important. So they're going to go check out your LinkedIn profile. And if it's not optimized, if it isn't consistent with your brand, even if you don't post and check much on there, you're, you're going to be at a disadvantage. I, I would assume you'd say that's pretty much the same with Instagram. If you're not big into Instagram, uh, you still should be posting and be optimized. Is that correct? Yeah, I love that you brought that up. And Instagram is like one of my personal favorites, but I LinkedIn is so incredible and so un, underutilized, in my opinion, uh, by a lot of agents. But Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, really across any channel that you choose to you know, put your time and effort into, it's so important to think about who's going to be looking at it beyond. It's not about you. It's about your client. And it's also about the people that are connected to your client. So I always encourage agents to, of course, think of, okay, my ideal clients, are they going to be hanging out on here, on here? What kind of things are they consuming? But also even in your example, in your intro there talking about um, how you got this listing because it was the niece of the owners. She saw your stuff on Facebook. So thinking about that layer of it as well, uh, if your client might not be spending time on Instagram, their nieces, nephews, daughters, friends, all of those people may be, and that could be a huge connection point for you as well. So having consistency and having visibility across the different platforms makes a world of difference. That's that's a, a great point. Thanks for uh, sharing that. Um, again, a lot of times people listening to this, they're driving, they're working out. Uh, we always like to give a, a couple, you know, key nuggets, something that's keeping it simple, but on the same token, uh, is something that the listeners can implement. Um, you, of course, have a, a consulting company. You, you do some done-for-you services as well. What, what are some uh, some tips that you would have so that, uh, that real estate agents can bring value to their audience or to maybe get more followers, to get more people um, that are making, you know, being aware of their, their branding and their marketing and their, their, their services that they offer. And any, you know, some baseline tips and maybe some more advanced 
Yeah, I would say I've got three main points that I think if anyone takes away at least one of those, it'll give them a good, good little jump start into making some progress. Uh, first of those is making sure that you have a plan. Uh, I know it may sound simple and you may, may sound redundant even because we're told this all the time, but that's one of the biggest things that I see lacking with agents is uh, they may be, you know, okay with the consistency piece, but they're posting on the spot. They're posting something that they wrote and maybe photographed even or put a, a graphic together within that day and sharing it then rather than having like a strategy for the entire month and kind of reverse engineering it so that you're actually making uh, an impact, a lasting impact with your viewers. And you're starting to build that trust and build that community feeling within your following, whether it's 10 people or 10 million people, uh, it makes a huge difference to have an overview and a strategy ahead of time so that you can be effective with the action that you take. Uh, which leads me to my second piece, which is probably the second most overlooked thing that I, I encounter. And that's not having um, like a, I call it your step two, because a lot of times we get decent at putting content out there. Uh, but we think of a call to action being, oh, call me or text me or email me if you want to buy or sell a property or if you know someone who is. When in reality, it should be a call to action applied to everything that you're doing. And it doesn't always have to be that specifically. In fact, it could be, hey, comment below if you prefer this tile or that tile, but it's still a call to action. And the reason that's so effective is we're conditioning our audience long term. So then when I do hit them with a call to action one time that's more direct, that's a real call for business or for reviews or for referrals, they're already conditioned to take action after consuming my content. So now even it's like almost they're looking for it, they're expecting it, and we're kind of directing them in that point. So it makes a huge difference whether we can actually send them to a lead capture page, we can send them to our website, we can have them tune into you know some kind of training or video. There's countless ways that we can get people to engage in that step two after the social media part. So engagement, uh, you, you know, that's the, the term, that's the the, the, the the word that I hear you say a couple times there, engagement, right? So it's not just you're posting something, you're making a blanket statement, but you're, you're interacting, you know, kitchen A, kitchen B, or, you know, what, you know, some sort of question or asking, uh, you know, something that is, uh, that ties into the post, if you will. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's so true. I mean, I like to operate off of three, I call it three E's uh, for social media. And that's either education, which that one's a given. And we have tons of that to share as agents. We have so much information, uh, but it's about packaging it in the right way and delivering that in a consumable way to our you know, viewers, because I could get on here and I could talk about all these fancy statistics about the market and show you graphs and show you charts. But to the majority of my viewers, that would mean nothing to them unless I put it in perspective of, hey, here's the stats and this is how it applies to your current situation. And this is how I can provide a solution. Mm -hmm. So the education piece is huge. Next one is entertainment. Uh, I think that's obvious our attention spans are just shrinking by the second. I think it used to be that the average attention span was about 15 seconds. Now I think it's like 0. 0.8. <laughs> and yeah. that's to your point about the, you know, society we're in, you can lay on the couch and order any meal from any restaurant and it'll be at your door in 15 minutes. You can have anything at the touch of a button. And so in order to break through this really short attention span, we have to have entertainment. So whether that's video, that's one of the easiest ways to entertain and grab attention. 
question, um, or it's a, a bold statement in the first line of your post or whatever it is, we're entertaining and we're capturing that attention. And then the third one is to elicit emotion. So emotions, if we can tell a story uh, or we can provide something that really moves someone one way or another, it could be happy, it could be sad, it can just be relatable, but emotion really anchors your post and your interaction with that person. So they'll remember you for a long time to come. Uh, one of the best examples I can give of the emotion side is instead of just posting, you know, a testimonial, taking that same information and converting it to what I call a case study, where I'm literally painting this entire story. And a lot of times your buyers and sellers and clients will be happy to actually get involved in the process of this. I have some clients of mine, uh, like my coaching students who have got their clients involved in making a whole video and telling a story about the emotion behind, we had to move because this happened. Uh, we ran into these three things, but our agent helped us overcome this. And so you're painting a whole process that helps people see uh, and put themselves in the situation of like, oh, that's exactly like my situation. Oh, my, you know, aunt just passed as well. I've been needing to find somebody that can help me navigate this. And now you're put on this pedestal as the perfect person to solve the problem that they have. So I think operating with those three E's, it, it elicits massive engagement. And that's how you can honestly connect on a deeper level. I love that. So the three E's, education, entertainment, and emotion. Hi, it's Michael Lafito here with a quick break from the podcast. If you are committed to increasing your average sale price and you want to work smarter, not harder, then you want to check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com where you'll find out more information about the Lux designation along with some additional resources. Again, I'll repeat, check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com. And now let's get back to the show. Getting back to the, 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 the other three big things you talked about. Number one, you said creating a system, a schedule, thinking about, you know, don't just post live, but also think about what the end result, you know, and, and that's one of the things you do is coaching because many agents will be way over their head and that's a little bit too advanced, but, but that's, that, that's why you bring in an expert like yourself. So that, that was bullet point number one. Number two, you talk about engaging. Okay, make sure... Uh, that your posts are engaged. It's not just you're talking the whole time, but you're asking questions to the audience. You're, whether it be a poll, whether it be you know Kitchen A, Kitchen B. And then I think I interrupted you from the third thing you're going to talk about. <laughs> no, that's I. I probably interrupted myself. I could talk about this stuff for hours. <laughs> it, it never ends. But uh, number three is really one of the most important things in my opinion, and that's about really strategically making channel partners. And I'll explain that quickly for people who that may be a foreign term to, because I think I made it up one day. Uh, <laughs> but channel partners essentially is thinking about, okay, I have a specific audience that I want to get in front of. And this is particularly great if you're an agent who's you know, aspiring to work with more luxury clients at some point, but maybe you're not yet in that, that niche and you're not yet getting in front of them. This can be one of the great ways to do so. Uh, but I think it applies to everyone is, is we're thinking about our ideal clients. Where do they exist? Well, if I spend some time and I get clarity on who those people are, both by asking them questions and by observing their behaviors, I'm going to see that they probably listen to the same kinds of music. They're probably attending similar events. There may be a group of specific types of restaurants they like to attend or other news outlets they consume, uh, other vendors, these kind of things. So that's what I mean when I say a channel partner. 
is it's much easier to lease somebody else's audience rather than build yours from scratch. It's not to say that you shouldn't be building yours as well, but it's going to be a whole lot more effective if you can borrow that attention from somebody else's account. So when you make these strategic channel partners, uh, I'm talking, here's an example. One of my biggest referral partners for a long time was a wedding planner. And we would get together and uh, she had so many clients and a lot of times they were these newer, young, successful uh, couples. And they were at that point where they were either looking to sell their individual places and come together and get one, or they were wanting to invest. Or so she had a lot of FaceTime with people who had these real estate goals. And now we were able to come together, create co-branded marketing material. We actually hosted events together. So she's able to display her event planning skills as a wedding planner. Mm -hmm. I'm able to bring in clients and bring this really awesome atmosphere, some education and something that's engaging. And now we're able to borrow one another's audiences because in the same way that her clients can be mine, my clients can be hers. Uh, and so that's just one example. But if you start to really think about it, the opportunities for that are endless. And a lot of times as agents, we think of the obvious partners like our lender or title reps or, you know, agents in other states as referral partners. But I encourage you guys to really think about how else you can reach beyond that scope florists, you can reach out to home decor companies, you can have uh, relationships with all these different restaurants, all kinds of stuff. And the, the creativity there really starts to flow and you can make awesome collaborations that are not only effective, but also fun to do. Uh, that's great. So uh, you use the term channel partners. I've talked about preferred vendors or affiliates before. And like you said, these don't have to be uh, service providers or business owners that directly uh, are, are involved in a real estate transaction. You brought up the, you know, the wedding planner as, as something that even though that's, that's a great idea, by the way, the, the wedding planners, people planning a wedding, those are your first time home buyers, right? So what a, what a great idea there. You know, in the past, I've always told agents, one of the first, you know, people ask me, Hey, if you were to move to a new city, what would be the one, two th or three things that you would do? And one of the first things I would always recommend, I say, go to where the money is, join a chamber of commerce in, in one of those upper price point areas that services the high net worth, you know, and the average sale price of houses is high. And so I joined the chamber of commerce in Hinsdale, Illinois, when I, uh, going back in 2013, more million dollar homes were sold in Hinsdale than any other suburb in Chicagoland at the time. So I got to know a lot of the business owners that catered to the community, right? And you, you meet that wedding planner there. You meet the guy from the, the Bentley dealership. You meet these people. And again, if you have the silver platter mentality, if you have the mentality that you're going to lead with a giving hand, be likable, be trustworthy, you know, you could be top of mind awareness for that next referral, even though that they've referred business to other realtors for years because you're likable and you're, you're right then and there and you, you get that second opinion. Yeah, it's so true. And I, I know that term is maybe even overused of your network is your net worth, but it is so true. I've, I've proven that time and time again, as I make a priority of building a network. And like you said, always, I, I was a part of BNI for a long time. So I had that giver's gain mentality was kind of their, their whole slogan or motto. And I've always led with that. You get so much further in your relationships and partnerships 
if you think, how can I add to your situation? And then naturally most people want to reciprocate and, and they'll find ways to do the same for you, even though that's not the intention of doing it, but you're just nurturing a really healthy uh, relationship and partnership that can bring you tons of opportunity for years to come. Yeah, that's a great point, right? Lead with a giving hand, be a giver, be a giver, be a giver. Now be aware, there's going to be takers in this world. There's going to be people that never reciprocate and they're always about them, them. Well, then eventually you're going to have to, you know, bring someone else uh, into your, your Rolodex uh, of your channel partner, so to speak. You know, I tell people when you, if you eventually start your own networking group, uh, something like a BNI, but but I would recommend business owners that, that cater to high net worth individuals. And I always tell agents, this is not Noah's Ark. You're not getting two of a kind here, right? You're having unique service providers that you have a relationship with. You know, I, I don't have five to 10 lender partners because it's not fair to them. There's not enough leads to go around. And so I want to dive deep with my relationships. And that's just my personal philosophy. So you talked about your network is your net worth. You know, Zig Ziglar once said, if you hang out with nine dead broke people, you're bound to be the 10th. So I teach agents, I tell agents, hang out with nine overproducers, nine, uh, nine agents that don't have a scarcity mindset, but are, are givers that are positive. And uh, you're bound to be the 10th in that situation. Oh, it's so true. Who you surround yourself with makes a world of difference. I actually have a great example of that. Uh, when I was earlier on in my real estate sales career, I was at a, a boutique brokerage. It was cool. It was hip. It was great. Um, and it was, it was happening. And I was regularly every single month for think about four months, a top producer. Uh, and so at the meetings, I was getting all of this praise and it felt great for my ego for the first two months or so. Sure. But in reality, it was only two or three deals maybe that was getting me at the top of this list. So I started to realize that as much as that was a great pat on the back for me and it felt cool to say, I was really just a big fish in a small pond rather than putting myself in now a big pond. So I then moved my license uh, and I was now at a license at a brokerage where the top producer was doing hundreds of millions uh, in volume. Uh, and so it was great to really put myself in that situation because it forced me to want to chase bigger things and to push yeah. harder and to, to grow more. And it, it's exactly to your point of who you surround yourself with and the environments that you put yourself in, whether in your brokerage or in, you know, programs you join or coaching that you're a part of, or even your friends and family creating those healthy environments to really push yourself for more. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great point. A lot of times when we're doing our luxury trainings, we'll have top agents there. And sometimes we're going over something that they've heard differently, or, or maybe somebody's explained it, but but they, they weren't ready to adapt and implement back then. But a lot of times it's social proof as well, where, oh, if it's good enough for that agent and they're doing it and they're sharing their best practice. So you bring up some really good points there. You know, iron sharpens iron, raise the bar. You know, when I was a defensive back in college, I lifted with the linebackers to push me because they would push me more to, to lift heavier weight than the, the fellow defensive back. So, you know, your environment is and who you surround yourself with is, is really important. And, you know, you can get you can you can learn a ton from people that are not in the industry. Some of my best marketing practices and creativity ideas come from people that run businesses that are entrepreneurs that have nothing to do with real estate. Oh, I'm so glad you said that. I, I completely agree, especially uh, 
to be able to look from the outside in on something else gives such a different perspective. In fact, I was asked, uh, it was about a full year ago now to come on and consult for this nutrition company. And they, I had worked with them in other capacities for real estate stuff. And I had known this uh, group for a while. So they asked me if I would consult on the marketing side for this company. And, you know, I was sitting there and I was like, oh, I've worked with lots of different industries, but most everything has always been, you know, in and around real estate or investing, home services, that kind of thing. So this one was really going to come across as sort of a, a left field. Mm -hmm. And so I really thought it over. And then I ended up working with them. It's been incredible to, to give that third party advice. And that's exactly been the, the case is I have this real estate mentality that I'm able to now put onto this spectrum as well. And it gives such a different perspective versus people who are in and around that industry. So it's really cool to, and we can get that in a smaller example as agents from each other, from different markets, from large markets to small markets, large brokerages, small brokerages, all of these things lead to so much collaboration if you're open to it. And having that mentality makes a big difference too. Yeah, it really does. You know, I've said this in the past, shy real estate agents have skinny kids. You can't be shy in this industry when it comes to social media, when it comes to YouTube. You know, some people put COVID weight on. Some people don't like the way they sound or look. Uh, and so that's why they don't, you know, optimize their channel. They're not posting. And so, uh, you know, I challenge you, be consistent, step out of your comfort zone and make sure you're optimized. Get a SWOT analysis, get different people to look at your different social media platforms to make sure there's nothing missing because it's like proofing a paper. I can write a paper here right today and look it over and proofread it 10 times. If I hand it over to you, Tessa Bella, you're gonna spot things that I missed. You're gonna poke holes through things, my grammatical errors or misspelling words, but you know, I spell there a certain way, but I'm not spelling there the way it should be or whatever it might be. Same thing with your social media. Get, uh, you know, partner up with someone, someone like Tessa Bella, which leads me to my next point. You know, again, um, how can somebody get a hold of you? Tell us about your website and uh, some of the services that you offer. Yeah. So, I, I mean, I've been in and around all the areas of real estate from investing as a sales agent, running a team, uh, all the while, you know, I've had my marketing agency and that's been exactly practicing what I preach. So that's a big piece of it. And as I was doing so, began speaking and going to events, I found that there were kind of two main buckets of agents. And it was the ones who really want to learn all of the pieces of marketing and social media and how to maximize that. Uh, and then the ones who don't care to learn it as much, but they know how important it is. Because I think that's pretty widespread knowledge now is that social media is essential for your business. It's no longer an option. It's no longer like, oh, I might jump on and do this. Mm -hmm. It's not a trend. This is now something that's been proven that it's here to stay and it's important in your business and in your brand. So I have really two main pieces that cater to that. I have, you know, the coaching and consulting side, which can either be in groups or, you know, with people individually uh, on their social and branding, or specifically, we also offer the done for you service. So uh, leadflowagent.com is our done for you social media marketing service. We really specialize on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn, um, but we can create all kinds of stuff to help you really show off online and have that digital footprint be as impressive as your one is in real life. But uh, beyond anything, my favorite 
place, like I said earlier, is if you just shoot me a message on Instagram uh, and tell me kind of what you're looking for or where you could use guidance, I'll always point people in the right direction, whether that's with myself or with somebody who's a better fit. Uh, you can probably attest to this too, you know, going to a lot of events and being around it. We've built quite the Rolodex of other people who are industry experts too. And so I always Absolutely. know if someone comes to me and they need help with luxury, I've got someone to send them to, right? Yeah. I know all of kind of connections that are going to be the most fruitful uh, that we can help people genuinely thrive. Well, that, that's, uh, that's, a, that's a great point. You know, people ask me sometimes, what's the difference of our luxury designation course and others? And, you know, I'm always positive on, on, on the competition, if you will, because again, sometimes it's personality. Who can relate more with me, a Midwest guy, somebody that didn't come from wealth, that didn't have, you know, mom and dad as real estate brokerage that taught me, right? I, I was all know, self-made versus some of the others out there that maybe are in Beverly Hills or out in the Hamptons. And so it's maybe easier to, to sell luxury in those areas than it does in Chicagoland. It finally loosened up over the last year. Uh, unfortunately, because of the pandemic, people wanted larger houses, more yard, more space, and uh, very similar across the country uh, as well. But we've been, for the most part, a buyer's agent, excuse me, a buyer's market uh, for for you know, over a decade in that upper price point. Well, Tessa Bell, uh, just a wealth of knowledge. I really appreciate it. Again, the three E's, education, entertainment, emotion, um, and look to build relationships. Those that are, you know, whether it be preferred partners or uh, as Tessa Bella says, channel partners, think differently, maybe join a chamber, but make sure you get your social media optimized. Again, I recommend three or four social media channels that you should be comfortable with. For me, you know, it's YouTube, it's LinkedIn, and it's Facebook. And my fourth would be Instagram, but maybe Tessa Bell is going to help move <laughs> that in my top two. And um, anything to add to that, Tessa Bell? No, I think that's great. I, I would say the one piece I give people to is to start from where you are with what you have. We talk a lot about consistency and choosing these channels and showing up regularly, but don't come, if you're doing nothing right now, don't say, hey, next week I'm gonna do seven posts a day on every single social media channel. I'm going to try to learn TikTok dances and do all the things. I see it happen. Every time someone leaves a conference, they go, oh, I'm going to go show up on everything. Uh, and then they burn out in a couple of days and it, it's right back to where they started. So like yeah. Michael just said, you know, choosing those few that are your top and then staying consistent and building up that comfort with them and starting from where you are, it'll, it'll help a lot in the long run. Well, that's awesome. So again, if you guys got value from today's show, please leave us a like, leave us a review. If you have a question for, for myself, shoot me an email, Michael at Marketing Luxury Group. Check out Tessa Bella on Instagram. And if you guys have any questions about getting certified in luxury, check out Luxury Listing Specials, Luxury Listing Specials. My name is Michael Lafito. Until next time, keep raising the bar. Talk to you soon.